0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about some stuff that's been going on at Evansville, Indiana. It seems like it's been going on for quite a while. But first, I kind of would like to address a little bit of the problem that we have in the reporting of UFOs as far as newspapers go. And sometimes when we're doing the research for these um, sightings, you have to rely on newspaper accounts, which uh, is not fun because a lot of times the newspapers Uh, writers that don't take uh, the UFO reporting seriously and they don't do a good job writing about them and they have to add in lots of little snarky comments which are not fun to wade through. If you happen to um, yourself see a UFO, uh, do us all a favor and when you get home, sit out at your desk or kitchen table and just write write down a a quick report. Uh, And remember this, when you make your report up, this is something that the newspaper Uh, journalists always seem to forget to do. But you want to put down what, when, where, and who. So oftentimes when you're trying to read these articles online in a paper, um, you don't even know what town it occurred in. They'll have the name of the paper splattered across the top of the web page. The journalist, so-called, will have his name splattered across the top of the byline. And you'll have to get maybe to the bottom of the article before you're able to figure out that it happened in this town, in this state. And and a lot of times they won't even mention the state. It's crazy annoying. So if you happen to see a UFO, just be sure that you write down where it happened. You know, where was the closest town? What was the highway you were on? How many miles were you from this place? you You want the researcher or the person you're talking to to be able to Physically go to the map and look at where the sighting happened, and then you want to tell them when it happened. Just simply, what time? What time was it? Ten o'clock on a Friday night, August thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Whatever. Just be sure and write down as close to exact time and how long did the sighting occur. I mean, so, so oftentimes, uh, in these articles that you find online, they'll give you a rough time estimate, but they won't tell you, uh, you know, how long the sighting occurred, and then. Um, You want to tell what you saw. You want to describe uh, the UFO, the phenomenon. Sometimes it's hard because when a person sees one of these things, uh, they're not shaped like a conventional aircraft. Uh, Maybe they're shape-shifting. They're going in and out. Um, But just do your best to describe the color of it, uh, the size of it, and, you know, the shape of it. A lot of times people spend a lot of time talking about how they felt when they saw it, and that's normal because you're you're uh, witnessing this phenomenon that you can't explain. And sometimes these things are big and they can be a little bit scary or a little bit uh, awe-inspiring, or whatever. But if you happen to see one, just remember, try to separate your emotions at the time and just give us a physical description of what it looked like, no matter how goofy that might sound. And then lastly, uh, we need to know who saw it. Now, a lot of times people do make anonymous reports, but it's helpful. Uh, you know, in this day and age, the things are becoming so common, I really don't think it's that big of a deal for a person to identify themselves. You're not trying to say, well, I've seen little green moon from Mars. Maybe you are. But most people are just saying, I saw this phenomenon. I can't explain it. This is what it looked like. This is where it happened. And this is when it happened. And if they're able to add their name to that, it is helpful because it helps with the research. Now, that's not always going to be the case, but if you can, that's great. So. All right, that's enough of my complaining about the poor writing I've come across this week. Anyway, I happened to see an, <clears throat> an article, and I did link to it online, where a couple of people who re- chose to remain anonymous and took some interesting video uh, near Evansville, Indiana, of three or four orbs uh, darting about the sky. This is a classic uh, orange fireball thing. And um, honestly, I've seen a couple of them myself. One of them, you know, within maybe 50, 60 yards, very strange things. And we don't know if they're some kind of ball lightning, if there's some kind of, uh, you know, uh, weather phenomenon, if there's some kind of extraterrestrial, interdimensional. I mean, obviously no one's put their finger on it yet, but um, it's it's uh, not like seeing the boogeyman. It's just a simple, I mean, they range in size. The one that I saw was probably the size of a basketball, and it was just kind of uh, hoovering over a house. I, I went in town to pick up my godson. I look over, and it's like, wow, there's this orange... Uh, Or that's really strange. And it just kind of suspended there for a few seconds and then just, you know, it went up in the air, maybe it was suspended for four or five minutes and it was gone. Very weird. And at the time there were reports of this happening to lots of people in the state that I live at. So uh, this in and of itself is not, is not something that should be treated like a mental illness, which it seems like happens a lot when these are reported on, but there is a link there. I put it, I put it on the uh, website. And it was a uh, male and female were coming home, and they seen these orbs. They're up fairly high up in the air, and they're darting around at high speeds, and they got some pretty good video on it. So then I got to looking around a little bit more about Evansville, Indiana, and it turns out that there was a really interesting case that happened uh, back in August 17th, 1978, is when this thing started right around there. Now, this is a UFO case. It involves uh, multiple sightings, it involves uh, UFOs, it involves uh, paranormal apparitions, and it it was a series of events that took place around August 17th, 1978. Some really weird stuff happened, and I just love this article. Even though the article's not very well written, we learn enough from it to see uh, what people saw, we get an idea of what they saw at least, and we get an even better idea of how the media and the powers that be reacted. And in 1978, of course, there was no internet. So the newspapers um, had a lot more control of information. So we start off here and the uh, this article comes out of the Courier and Press. It's a paper and I believe it's in Indiana somewhere. It doesn't say. It just says Courier and Press. And it says that the uh, journalist's name is John Webb but it wasn't important enough for them to publish uh, what state they're located in or what town they're located in. Didn't care. Anyway, they got a picture up here of some UFOs. That It's a, just a, a public domain picture that they've thrown into the news article. That happens a lot on these uh, newspapers. When they report UFO articles, they'll just bring up some random picture from a UFO event that might have happened 20 years ago. Or if they're talking about a cow mutilation, they'll just pick up a random mutilated cow picture from a completely different case and throw it in. So when you're reading these articles online in newspapers beware of the pictures they frequently don't match. Okay so he says here, he says the woman was, as I start the sentence, I'm reading it you know, verbatim, the woman was driving down Peerless Road just before midnight on August seventeenth, nineteen 1978 when something leaped in front of her car. The shock nearly caused her to careen off the road and it was And it must have taken a second for her eyes to adjust because there gleaming in the headlights was a man in a gorilla suit. I nearly cracked up when I put that over the air, dispatcher Don Huntsman told the press. Now, when you listen to that article, the journalist here, uh, in my mind, is doing their very best to minimize and delegitimize the eyewitness account. He's quoting a dispatcher. Oh, how funny. This crazy, mentally ill woman saw a man in a gorilla suit. Well, this is 1978. They're one of cell phones. So this woman, whatever she saw, scared the hell out of her. And she got home and she was still so scared and so uh, uh, upset about seeing this thing that she called the police. Now, when they say man in a gorilla suit, of course, you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Bigfoot. But That's just me. Now it says, after a second sighting, Vanderburgh County Sheriff's deputies drove to the scene. They couldn't find anything. And then the journalist here, so-called, he goes on, he makes a couple little jokes about the Bigfoot, but he doesn't call it Bigfoot. We kind of see a pattern develop. So I'm reading an article. I'm getting a little bit irritated, a little bit upset, because what happened in 1978, in the middle of the night, on August 17th, not one person but two people driving along the same road, the same place, see a large hairy creature that looks like a man dressed in a gorilla suit uh, either jump out in front of them or near the road. Now, yes, it could be some idiot dressed up in a gorilla suit. That's quite possible. But you know what else happens a lot of times? A lot of times when you have multiple UFO sightings in the same area over a period of a couple of days, people do report these Bigfoot creatures or Bigfoot type creatures that seem to be walking around almost aimlessly. It's as if they're waiting for a ride. I mean, that's that's what pops into my head. You have this large, hairy creature. I mean, we have to take it for what it is. Two people drive along the road. Both of them report they see this large, hairy, humanoid, ape-like creature uh, either walking crossroad or near the road. Well, my question isn't, you know, are these people crazy? Oh, this is so funny. My question is, what is this thing doing there? And what is this thing? Okay, he goes on with the uh, story. And then the, the, the journalist here reports that by the end of the week, officers themselves were reporting strange sightings they couldn't explain. Dispatch filled at least three reports of unidentified flying objects on August 17th. Okay, there you go. You have two Bigfoot reports. Well, they called them gorillas, but I'm calling them Bigfoot. You have two Bigfoot reports and at least three UFO reports reported on August seventeenth. It says they spanned the city with the most prominent lighting up the north side. And of course, he doesn't bother to tell you what city he's talking about. So we have two Bigfoot sightings, three. UFO sightings. You can imagine how many were sighted and weren't reported. And then it says a 25-year-old Indiana Vocational Technical College Southwest student named David Aker, doesn't give us a name, was smoking a cigarette when he saw a triangle of red lights creeping across the sky. He lived near the airport, so at first he assumed it was just an airplane. Then the triangle broke apart. There you go, minimizing again. How many triangle-shaped airplanes are you aware of? Okay, one light turned to the east. One went west, and one traveled straight ahead, he told the press. So here we go. We have a young man, 25-year-old college student, who has sighted a UFO. It was so bizarre, so strange, that he told the newspaper about it. A west sighted reported the sighting as well, as did a Chandler police officer. All claimed to see the same thing. Red lights that shone green as they departed, almost as though they had taillights. But dispatchers wrote off the reports. Well, isn't that human nature? When we see something we can't explain, we just ignore it. Tri-state residents were just riled up, they thought. You know because of what happened in southern Illinois the night before. Well, apparently in southern Illinois, although he doesn't say too much about it, there were a bunch of other UFO sightings. So here we go. We have generalized multiple UFO sightings, two Bigfoot sightings, and everything is just written off by the law enforcement, even though their own law enforcement officers were also spotting UFOs at the same time. It says here, in Silicon Illinois, on August 16, 1978, the script was flipped. Okay, here we go. An Illinois state trooper, two Carmi police officers, an Edwards County sheriff's deputy, a White County jailer, and a town marshal all reported seeing a slew of flashing UFOs that had loitered in the area from 10.30 p.m. Wednesday until, 10, until 5 a.m. Thursday. Wow. So we have half a dozen law enforcement officers that are observing a UFO all night. No earthly aircraft just hangs in one area for seven hours, Carmine Sergeant D. Heel noted. I'm not a stargazer, but I never noticed anything like this before, he said. And then it goes on and says, in Albion, the state's police uh, officer, Clyde Paris watched through the scope of his rifle as five objects skittered in the blackness, darting, ver- darting vertically and horizontally at high rates of speeds. Note to self, pointing a rifle at a UFO was probably a bad idea. Meanwhile, back in Carmine, Officer Willard Blazer went so far as to fire a spotlight toward one of the crafts. When he did, the craft halted and circled back toward him he decided not to do it again. Wow. And then it goes on to say a former Navy pilot saw a UFO and he says, this video approves it. Sam Berman has the details. Now, this apparently is just some thing that the journalist has just tossed in the article. (laughs) I, I don't know. At any rate, he goes on and says, and this is the part that I love. So let's think about this. We've seen two Bigfoot We've seen multiple UFOs in the Evansville, Indiana area, one of them by law enforcement person. And then we've had a half a dozen law enforcement folks all swear out uh, claims at, between th- these range from police officers to dispatchers to to county sheriffs are all saying, hey, we saw, we saw multiple UFOs and they were in the sky from 1030 at night to five o'clock in the morning. Well, if a police officer and if a half a dozen police officers cannot be considered a credible witness, I don't know who can. Here, is, he concludes the article by saying, Alan Hendry was an investigator for the Center for UFO Studies. J. Allen Heinick started the group. You remember J. Alan Alan Heineck's name. He was a man who consulted with Steven Spielberg on close encounters of the third kind and helped fuel the extraterrestrial craze that sent, skies toward the, sent eyes toward the sky. It says here, he says, Hendry sent out a press release dismissing the strange crafts as nothing more than stars. Now, who the hell is this guy? You have a dozen people that have seen a UFO. You've got uh, six or eight law enforcement people that have all given statements that they've seen a UFO. Two people have seen some kind of large humanoid hairy creature. And then Mr. Alan Hendry, who hasn't seen the thing, comes along and says, oh no, you're all nuts. Those were stars. Listen, if we can't trust our law enforcement to swear out honest reports about what they observed, we need new law enforcement. And then he kind of wraps the article up pretty poorly, actually. He says, explanations didn't come so easy for other sightings in the summer of 1978. No one knew what to make of the red lights that squatted over the Kansas City suburbs and shot Flourish for 45 minutes as dozens watched. And then at the very end of the article uh, he makes some off-handed comment about uh... somebody being abducted in Ohio but he doesn't give a name, date, or place. At any rate, uh, the article is very interesting and It's not interesting because it was written very well, because it wasn't. But it was interesting because it documents uh, what happened in 1978 and what still happens today. You had people who in any other situation would be considered the most credible witnesses in a town. And these people gave an honest account of what they saw. And they were laughed at. They were ridiculed. And then the so-called expert, uh, Mr. Alan Hendry, came out, the guy that's supposed to be the investigator, the the top dog investigator, to tell us uh, all about UFOs, the kind of person who's supposed to uh, lend an understanding ear to people who cite UFOs. And this guy just comes out offhanded and gives her press relief dismissing dismissing the reports. As if he uh, is sitting on his throne up there, he just dismisses the reports. So this this gives us a really clear idea why so many people don't report what they see but i would encourage you that if you see a ufo stand up talk about it don't be afraid and remember what when where and who get the facts straight because facts are hard to argue with have a good weekend this is ufo warning saying over and out till next time